Atlanta News First investigates, the largest investigative team in Georgia, holding the powerful accountable and fighting for you. Now, in this series of podcasts, we take you behind the scenes of our most recent investigations. Welcome to Behind the Investigation with Atlanta News First. Hi, doing, folks. Andy Parati here with ANF Investigates. Joining me now is my colleague, investigative reporter Rachel Polhansky. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for joining me today, of course, Rachel. Of course. Uh, we're gonna be Thanks ta- for having me. Of course. We're going to be talking about two of your investigations that launched this week, all involving school safety and the thousands or millions of dollars that local school districts have put into their schools to make the their, their students safer, their staff safer. Let's talk about the first one. Bring us up to speed on this story before we play it for the audience. Right. So in this story, we're talking about technology. So school districts are investing so much money to make schools safer. So different things they might do um, is bring in here I have, it's called a Centegix, uh panic alert button, and you click it a certain number of times and it can call for law enforcement. So these badges are being given to employees to, again, make them feel safer. There's also things like ballistic whiteboards that we've heard about or bulletproof backpacks. Uh, the thing is that not everyone thinks it really works. I talked with a national school safety expert who calls all of this security theater. And really, he says he'd rather invest in people and training than shiny objects. So we kind of dig into that. And uh, we go into Fulton County Schools where we talk with a student, we talk with the superintendent, and of course, the national school safety expert. Let's take a look. As Liam Gower starts each school day, a familiar feeling follows. It could happen any time, and it could happen any moment. According to a recent report released by the National Center for Education Statistics, 93 school shootings took place during the 2020-2021 school year, the highest number recorded since the organization began tracking two decades ago. And shooting into the classrooms, he shot through my door. And with each shooting came a steady stream of news reports. Horrific scene. Grief counselors. 17 people killed and taken by ambulance. Pray for the victims and show support for survivors. The worst of our fears seeing it on TV, and it's always like going through people's minds. Not just the minds of students, but also school leaders, who are the decision makers, choosing what to buy, who to hire, and how to prepare their staff. In Fulton County, every school is equipped with video surveillance, school resource officers, and flock safety cameras which scan the license plates of cars as they enter school grounds and run them against a criminal database to determine if the car is stolen or if the owner is banned from school property. We've adapted a long-term strategy to making sure that our buildings are as safe as they possibly can be. And most recently, the district has begun giving employees these wearable badges. You can see there's a button. That double as panic buttons. If you push it three times... And it vibrates. As Dr. Looney explains it, a three-time push might be used for a medical emergency. Say a student is choking. But if the staff member continues pushing the button, that signifies worst-case scenario, and 911 is automatically notified. It gives us an exact geolocation of where the button was pushed. So police officers, staff members, leadership team members can go to where the problem is right away rather than guessing. Dr. Looney invited us to an employee training event because eventually every FCS staffer will have a Centegix device. And there it shows up. That's the brand name for these badges. The power of the badge is to wear it. So if you wear it, you are protected. But not everyone's convinced. There's a difference between 
feeling safer and actually being safer. National school safety expert Ken Trump calls wearable panic buttons and other high-tech gadgets being deployed in schools nothing more than, quote, security theater. We're seeing schools invest more and more on shiny objects that they can point to and tell the public, see, your schools are safer. In reality, he says a well-trained staff who is alert is far more valuable than any piece of technology. And after serving as an expert witness in the civil cases that followed the school shootings in Newtown, Connecticut and Parkland, Florida, Trump believes there's one common thread. They involve, after the fact, allegations of failures of human factors people, policies, procedures, and training, not failures of security, hardware products, and technology. Back at Riverwood International Charter School, Liam Gower says he doesn't feel unsafe in class, but he has imagined how he would defend himself if he came face-to-face with a gunman. Taking whatever is next to you and use it as a weapon, like as a chair or something like that, because, I mean, there's really nothing much you can do. And when we asked him if active shooter drills help put his mind at ease, he said not really, because oftentimes the school shooter is also a classmate. Because it's someone in the room and they're doing the same drill, so that's always the scariest part. And while some school districts are already using alert systems that can connect to emergency services, silent panic alarms could soon be required in all Georgia schools. That's because a bill titled Alyssa's Law, named after a 14-year-old girl who was killed in the Parkland, Florida shooting, is currently making its way through the Georgia House. Of course, we'll be watching that closely. Reporting in Sandy Springs, Rachel Polanski, Atlanta News First. So, Rachel, that was you earlier this week giving you, um, de- giving us details of what schools are trying to do to make folks not only feel better about being in school, but feel safer, but also to be safer. Um, what has been the reaction from teachers? You know, we saw some video of teachers, what mm-hmm. it looks like at, at some sort of training seminar, explaining how to use those devices that your security expert said was really security theater. How are teachers reacting to some of this technology that they're being given? So really, it depends who you ask, right? So we've talked with a number of teachers off the record, and some have said that they appreciate that the schools are stepping up and that they're giving them Mm -hmm. this kind of equipment to um, try and help them feel safer. But others think it's just like one more distraction. You know, I did a story last year about arming educators and how do they feel about that. And it was a similar response. One teacher was like, I went to school to be a teacher. I didn't go to school to learn how to shoot a gun. So some of them don't want that extra responsibility, um, and they'd rather just be trained. But then there are some that say, sure, give it to me. I'd rather, you know, if it could help, um, if it could prevent one bad thing, why not give it a shot? We are asking our educators to do so much, not only teach our students, but also be mini security experts. It, 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 It makes... When you when you hear stories like that, it just makes you go, gosh, that's just one more thing that they have to worry about. And then also hearing from that student that you interviewed for your story saying, yeah, I don't know if any of this stuff really matters because sometimes this the shooter is is a classmate. Yeah. Uh, that that really is just really hard to hear. Have you heard from anyone else uh, in reaction to this story so far? Um, so so here and there, but. To your point, I think that was really the most powerful soundbite of the story. Mm-hmm. And when I was talking to Liam, it like took me a moment to process that when he said, um, yeah, the, it can, it could be someone in the classroom doing the drill with you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like 
the fact that this kid is thinking like that yeah. when I was in high school, that didn't even cross my mind. Or the fact when he says, yeah, I've thought about um, if, if a gunman came into the classroom, I'd grab a chair to defend myself. Like, this is just so wild that this is something that our students are grappling with. Yeah, talking um, about reaction, we're getting a reaction on Facebook right now. Sure. Kim, a call. She says, that's a great start. I'm all for it. Thank you so much for bringing that. Uh, that attention to us, keep up the good work. So thank you so much for Kim uh, for your reaction. Uh, Rachel, you had another story this week that really took us behind the scenes of what school officials really feel about school security. And it involves an application, a grant application that they had to submit. And they basically had to admit some pretty tough things to read. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, so many times when we talk with school officials, they are only going to really tell you the good stuff, right? Because yeah. that's their job. They're going to talk about all the great things they're doing in their schools. So we pulled these grant applications that uh, Fulton County Schools, Rockdale County Schools, and DeKalb County Schools sent to the Department of Justice when they are trying to get grants, when they're trying to get more money for school safety. And so in these grant applications, they're saying a lot of stuff that you wouldn't normally hear. Um, you know, in, in Rockdale's case, they say that they've had to cut 15% of their budget recently, and they just don't think... Um, they, they're well prepared enough, uh, to meet the incidences of violence. Yeah. And that's why they were asking for some money. In, in DeKalb County's case, uh, they actually said that as it is now, they are not, uh, DCS, DCSD's infrastructure is not sufficient enough to stem all the incidences of violence. Now, very alarming, but I do want to mention, uh, that these grant applications, some of them were from like 2018, 2019. So they have since gotten that money. Yeah. Uh, so it's been a while. Right. It's been yeah. a while. Uh, DeKalb County got, 300,000 plus dollars. And then they showed us when I told them I was doing this story, they took us inside um, their public safety center to show us how they spent these dollars. And, you know, in that case, they've uh, revamped their entire public safety command center. And uh, they have someone constantly watching cameras that they can tap into if they want to see what's going on in all of the different uh, schools in their district. Um, and they've, they showed us that uh, since that grant, their incidences of violence have dropped from something like 30,000 down to uh, 8,500. So it's working for them. Right. So it appears right. that it is working. Yeah, um, that's great to hear. We got yeah. some more reaction sure. on, on Facebook that I just want to acknowledge, Rachel. Um, Jessica Minder saying, I think that they should have more armed security, not a device. Obviously, armed security versus technology uh, armed security, in person personnel costs mm -hmm. a lot of money. Are you seeing more? places more schools invest in personnel, not just um, technology? Uh, yes. Um, so when we were at Fulton County Schools, we saw um, at least two uh, security guards in each school. I'm not sure if they were armed or not, yeah. uh, but they also confirmed to us that they have uh, security guards in, in all of their schools. And I believe that's the same with most of the schools in, in Metro Atlanta. Um, so that is definitely something they're investing in. But to the national security experts point, he, he would, he would rather see more of that. He would rather see more of those, um, security guards or the training for the teachers. Instead of training the teachers on, you know, these silent panic buttons, he'd rather train them on how to respond should, you know, an active shooter yeah. get come into the school. Well, all of this is really compelling information, and it provides uh, the viewer, the public, parents, an inside look at sort of what school districts are saying behind the scenes, often not really mentioned in a public space. So thank you so much for this really, really important um, investigation, and I hope we stay on top of it. And 
thank God we haven't had any mass shootings here in, at Georgia schools. Hopefully we'll never have to report that. But at least we know kind of what is happening behind the scenes to try to keep our kids safe. So, Rachel, thank you so much yeah. for this great investigative reporting. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And if people want to take a closer look at both of our stories, it's all on AtlantaNewsFirst.com under the Atlanta News First Investigates tab. Um, and we, we really do try to go behind the curtain. We talk with students. We talk with parents, superintendents, security experts um, to really show you the full picture. Yes. So make sure you take a look. And thank you so much for everyone that took part. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you to everyone else that has been commenting. And we'll see you next time on a behind-the-scenes look at an a investigation.